Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jay, and he is the 2021 Yankee <laughs> in the Brit fantasy football champion. <laughs> Maddie, that's you. You get to own that for a year. The Brits bangers are the defending champs, and we'll be back to defend our title next season. Come join us next season in 2022. And talking of fantasy football, I guess we can call ourselves coaches but we're not on the level of the guys that we're talking about this week. This is our top five coaches in the NFL at this current moment in time. All right, Maddie. I don't even know if we're going to have, I mean, I'm sure there's a couple guys that are universal we'll have, but I'm interested to see because I was going through this and there was a lot of dudes. So I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of um, clap back for this one, let's say, but I'll start with my number five. My number five is a team that is a freaking dumpster fire, but it is still Motor City, Dan Campbell, number five. That culture wow. is turning around in Detroit. I think he's balling. I know I shit on him at the beginning of the year, but I'm very impressed with even in their losses. I'm impressed with them at times because they're playing above their talent level. Okay. I think we might have done this a bit differently, but I do not hate where you're going with this. Okay. I like it a lot. Right. I think like, what we've got here is the coaches that are having the best season. Well, I've gone for like who I want to coach my football team. Okay. Dan Campbell. I fucking love that dude. Dan Campbell is having a great time in Detroit and I'm not sure. I like the, the way you did it too, guy. <laughs> But I like the way you did it too. And it gives two perspectives, two different ways. Yeah. So everybody's a winner. Yeah. I'm not sure he's the biggest X's and O's guy, but that fucker gets me pumped up for the Lions. And that offense looked better since he started calling plays. And I'm like, when the hell is a tight end going to call plays? But he did. Yeah. And, and Sir Alex Ferguson, I don't know whether you've heard of him before British people who watch this and anywhere else in the world, but America, basically, if you will have heard of Sir Alex Ferguson, he's Manchester United's manager who took them to 20 premier leagues, won champions leagues with them, European cups, greatest football like soccer football manager of all time. And uh, he was more of a man manager than an X's and O's kind of guy. And it's more about getting to your team and getting the best out of your player individual rather than X's and O's like biggest game plan because their game plan was we're faster and we're better than you. So that's what, that's how we're going to play. I think Dan Campbell has that kind of man management style and Sir Alex Ferguson used to have this thing called the hair dry treatment and he did it to David Beckham. And David Beckham guys and Sir Alex Ferguson ended up chucking a football boot with David Beckham. And what it was, was he turned on the hairdryer in the dressing room and screamed so loud that you could hear it over the top of the hairdryer in the dressing room. And I feel like Dan Campbell definitely does that shit as well. At number five, I have the New Orleans Saints coach, Sean Payton. Sean Payton. Offensive genius. Uh, rumored to be going to the Dallas Cowboys a couple of times, and I would have loved to see it happen. Um, a fantastic coach, and I don't think... Well People can argue with his credentials a lot of the time. Apart from after um, he got that it, curse on him. You guys cursed him. Well, Sean Payton and uh, Mike Zimmer were your coordinators for Super Bowl runs. And so yep. they've both been rumored there a couple times. I think if Payton ever left, that's where he would go. But um, I don't see him leaving the Saints anytime soon. But I bet you you'd give him up, give McCarthy up for him in a heartbeat, wouldn't you? Yeah, McCarthy, if we were doing our top five head coaches, I think McCarthy could be towards the bottom of that list. Well, <laughs> I, don't, I, I like Sean Payton. He didn't even make my list, but I like him. 
I really, but I was going a lot of who's doing the best this year. The Saints are kind of dumpster firing. I, for I would me. say he's not having, I wouldn't say that's particularly his fault, but the amount of control no, he has in the Saints organization, like the amount of control he has in the Saints organization, I guess like their cap issues are what's really causing them some trouble this year. His trust of Taysom Hill. So I understand why he could be to blame a bit for this year, but at the same time, Sean Payton's a fantastic head coach. Uh, who have you got number four? Andy Reid. Holy shit. And number four, Andy Reid. I think that's a perfect spot for Andy Reid. Don't you? I think, like, because the dude has so much talent on his team, and that's why he wins. But there's other coaches who have so much talent on their team, and they don't win either. My and he mind. helped turn around uh, <laughs> a season that looked like it was going to be a stinker for a minute. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Andy Reid is a f- fantastic offensive coordinator, good man manager, not as – the top three guys I've got above them are kind of like just the cream of the crop in terms of like savants of the game. And Andy Reid is towards that level, but I think he's just – like he's got other shit going on as well, Andy Reid. Like he doesn't live, breathe football like the three guys that I've got above him. So it's it's like – I don't know how you guys do a degree, but we get a first in your degree if you're incredible, and then you get a 2-1, which is what I got if you're really, really good. But to get a first in history, you live in the fucking library, man. Whereas if you get a 2-1, you just, you're just you really good at history. It's just you have other shit going on as well. You don't just read history books 24-7. And I feel like Andy Reid is a 2-1 when it comes to coaching. Well, at number three, the one I am going to probably get the most cross-eyed looks for <laughs> I got Green Bay's own Matt LaFleur, and a lot of it is I love his offense, uh, but I think he does a great job with the personality he had to deal with walking in that locker room with Aaron Rodgers. You're younger than Aaron Rodgers. You, The rumors come out that you were told he was told not to be the problem, and that him and Aaron Rodgers seem to have a wonderful Wonderful relationship. So on top of the X's and O's, which I know when you have great players, you like you said with Andy Reid, you can win. But also, LaFleur is the most winning coach in his first three years in NFL history. Yeah, he's. they've gone to two NFC championship games, and you wouldn't be surprised if they went to another. I think it's, I think it's really difficult to say that. But Matt LaFleur isn't a fantastic coach, and he, he's got a fantastic career to come, and he comes from that... Um, he comes from that tree with Sean McVay as well, um, where they're, um, they're they're just incredibly skilled offensive minds and so on to the game. And that might have given you a hint to who my number three is, but my number three is Sean McVay, who's a defensive genius. And the thing that will put him above Matt LaFleur coming out of that tree for me and is he took his team to an NFC championship game and won the thing, whereas Matt LaFleur has yet to cross that barrier. Uh Sean McVay's gone to a Super Bowl. Sean McVay's also gone to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff, which I think Jared Goff is deserving some of the hate off his name with some of his performances for Detroit. I would agree, but not as much as if you have Aaron Rodgers in your team as well. Um, Sean McVay, the dude lives football. Well, yeah, and I would argue that Sean McVay, of the younger coaches, now I'm not going to say Gary Kubiak and them because that's a different generation, but of these younger coaches... From the Mike Shanahan tree, I think Mavay's the best, even better than Mike's own son, Kyle, at this point. Definitely this year, I think McVay's out um, shining him. And that's why, personally, I got McVay at number two. 
Yeah, and I just think I, there's just something about Sean McVay as well. Like he's just all energy all the time, where he it's just recall. kind of like, yeah, and he's he's just ridiculous. The fact he was calling plays into Jared Goff, like if he had the talent to be a quarterback. Like you, you feel like he's that kind of guy where he's like, well, I didn't have the talent to be an American football player. So the dude decided early that I'm going to be the best coach in the world because he's clearly got a fantastic uh, offensive mind. Like I would kill for him to be my quarterback. If he had like the, imagine if you took Justin Herbert and inserted Sean McVay's mind, like that would be incredible. Um yeah, I don't know how tall McVay is, but he looks like he's five three next to those other players. Yeah. So yeah, there was a fact, there was a really really cool uh, thing that Chris Sims did in the off season, and it was like a list of who would win, like in this in a fight, like where it's the quarterback and the coach they go to fight together of all thirty two teams and like some sort oh, of battle okay. royale. And I think like what they were saying is McVay would basically just drag Goff behind it, would just drag Goff behind him, punching people and just hold Goff there, punching people out. But now that he has Matt Stafford, those guys are in the top five of who's going to be scrappy as and win a fight. And I think Sean McVay is a guy that you want to go into bat for. And another guy you want to go into bat for is who I've got number two, Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. Yeah, it crushed me not having him on my list because I love Tomlin. I left him off the list because of the year they're having, which I don't blame him, but a guy that has that high of a standard. But yeah, I love Tomlin. I think he's one of the best coaches in the NFL, so I can't argue with you at all. Yeah, and what's this? This is his first losing season as a Steelers coach, like something like that in a very is long it, time. It's not even guaranteed a losing season yet either, though, right? Like, can't yeah, they still pull off yeah. nine and eight if I'm right? Like. Yeah, exactly. Like, and he might have not had a losing season. And Big Ben is done. Like, they have a quarterback room that just doesn't have a quarterback in it. And it's it's really upset. We talk about it all the time. Big Ben's still a Hall of Famer. Mike Tomlin, definitely a Hall of Famer. Mike Tomlin and Big Ben were also at the top of this fight list that uh, Chris Sims had going on um, as well. And Mike Tomlin, just he's an X's and O's guy, as well as just being we're going into battle and you fuckers are coming with me. And I love that about him. Okay. Well, wait, so Mike Tomlin, I heard, I heard something today that they're going to not going for a rookie. They want a a veteran, right? Yeah. Like a Kirk cousins, Aaron Rodgers, something. Right. But those are at the high end. And I know this will never happen because they're in the division, but I think the perfect landing spot, if you want to make your career work for Baker Mayfield would have been Pittsburgh, but they're never going to send him to a divisional opponent. But I yeah. think Tomlin could have done wonders with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, 100%. There's a few quarterbacks that the Pittsburgh Steelers should be like, and the quarterback should be fighting to make their way to Pittsburgh. Um, I don't know. Jimmy G seems a bit soft for me. Uh, hey, they'll toughen him up. They'll toughen him up. Yeah, yeah. But even Teddy, like Teddy might be a great fit for them. Like, the, those kind of guys, like, yeah, some tough dudes, constant professionals. If Kirk Cousins, if this, if they, if the Vikings want to get rid of Kirk Cousins, then that would be a great place for him to go. Um, I'm sure that'll be a lot of talk in the off season about that. I'm number not ready one. for him to go, but if he is going to go, I'd love to see <laughs> him go with Tomlin. My number one, to me, arguably the greatest quarterback in NFL history. You can say it's Bill Parcells if you want. I would not be mad at you. But for me, the hoodie, Bill Belichick, he did so much with a team I did not think was going to win more than like six games. 
So I was very impressed. And he went out and did something we never saw him do in the offseason and spent money. Yeah, Bill Belichick impressed me this year. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but Bill Belichick's my number. In our power rankings and in our top five coaches, we, I've had teams that I kind of dislike at the top. It's really upsetting. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Bill the Belichick, Packers for me, deal with yeah. me. Yeah, but Bill Belichick, I'm not big on the win-at-all-cost kind of mantra, that kind of thing, but if you win however many Super Bowls the New England Patriots have won since they've got there, he's taken an organization from complete obscurity to probably one of the greatest organizations of all time in the space of 20 years. It's never been done before. I'm sure they're almost on the road to changing the name of the Lombardi Trophy to the Belichick Trophy if he wins many more. Uh, they can't do that because of the amount of times the fucker cheats. But anyway, uh, <laughs> um, it's win at all costs. And he's the best at winning at all costs. And the coach is hired to win and the dude wins. And that's all that really needs to be said. The whole thing about he's the GM. Belichick. Yeah. And he's the GM, which is a double job. It makes it more impressive of what he can do. And I don't know. I'm not a, like... I'm not, he's not a guy I want to hang out with. Tomlin's a guy I want to hang out with. Right. Yeah. But if I own a team, I don't, I don't, as a player, I probably don't want to play for Belichick either. Cause you hear he's an asshole, but as an owner, that's the guy I want running my team. Cause as the owner, I want championships. So it's just crazy. Yeah. Cause I don't think he's a good dude. He doesn't strike me as the nicest guy. Yeah. And What's weird is that nobody from his tree has really made it big. Like Brian Flores is starting to do wonders. Um, Him and Vrabel. That's it. Yeah, Vrabel. Yeah, Vrabel also honorable mention to Mike Vrabel for a guy who could have gone on to this top five coaching list, 100% in the top 10. But him and Vrabel are probably the two only guys that are doing anything. And it just shows that. Will Bill work out of New England? Be work out of New England? I'm not entirely sure either. I just think they've kind of created the perfect storm, and just with him being in total control and the Kraft family being willing to step back, then I think that's the perfect spot for him. And he's doing wonders, and it's never happened before. And I think sometimes you just have to bow down to a genius, no matter how evil you think he is as well. You can be an evil genius. And just remember, the Browns fired him. That's all I'm saying. I don't think he would like. I I don't think he would have turned it around in Cleveland. It, it doesn't matter. I just, I just it's another like, thing to pile yeah. on the Browns being the Browns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to another guy who could have been a top five coach as well, Kevin Stefanski. Browns. If you're thinking of sacking that dude, then come on, come on, come on. It's not his fault. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is what I'll say. If the Vikings fire Zimmer, come on and fire Stefanski. <laughs> We'll trade you. The Vikings will trade Zimmer for Stefanski 100%. Well, I thought we might be way more off than this, and we even took a different approach, and it was still – I mean, three out of the five, are uh, we have the same guys, which ain't bad at all, I figured, even taking a different approach. I just think that some coaches are just impossible to leave off the list. Yeah. <laughs> Belichick? Belichick, Reed. McVeigh, I think they're the guys who are impossible to take, like to leave off the list, and Tomlin, if it wasn't for this season as well. And last year it would have been totally different because Kyle Shanahan would have probably been on this list. It would have been a whole different. Bruce Arians would have probably been on this list last year. You know what I mean? 
I don't know. I don't know whether I would ever put Bruce Arians on this list, just for the same well, reason that Andy Reid isn't the top of the list. <laughs> the guy well, has Bruce Arians, on. though, where I would give him credit last year is he stepped away from his own offense and developed yeah. a new one around everybody, and that's where I would have gave him some more credit. But I yeah. get what you're saying, too. I think he's a manager, not a coach, is how I look at like if you go, I mean, like he he's able to kind of so, so we have different things in we have managers and we have coaches and head coaches and they've all got different jobs. But a manager is a guy who just kind of like sits there. It's like kind of what Mike McCarthy's doing, and he sits there and he lets everybody else get on with their job and just puts them in the right spot. And I think that's what Arians is better at than the. I other think coaches. that's what Tomlin does too. Yeah, but Tomlin's also a defensive guy. Like Tomlin's defense is the thing that kind of right. But he's never wild. he's never called the defense in or in Pittsburgh, yeah. so it's that same. But yeah, I get yeah. what. <laughs> as as we digress, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, all right, guys. That was for me. Out of all the top fives we done, that was probably the most tricky for me. I still think the wide receiver one is the hardest in the NFL at the minute. There's so many incredible wide receivers that it's really difficult. Well, <laughs> we got to do it corner back one because that is the hot discussion on the internet lately. Who is the top corner right now? And uh, I think that's one we should do because I think there's a lot of great discussion with some of the young corners in the NFL. Yeah. And I'll have to watch some cornerback tape to get that one. So I'm really good with the offensive guys, the defensive guys I'd work really hard on. That's probably where I get the most right in the defense because I have to work so hard to understand them. But yeah, uh, thank you very much, guys. And if you like this video, like whatever thing that you're watching on, drop a comment beneath, share it with some people. That's always fun. Uh, also, go check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, YouTube Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, we'll you can't get away from us. Yeah, we'll always be there. Like, uh, <laughs> thank you very much for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. All right, guys. One world, one love. Deuces. Cheerio.